Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica, uh, where we're finally experiencing very warm, hot weather, and we actually got to use the pool yesterday. But um, anyway, it is the 5th of March, Sunday, the 5th of March in the year 2023, and this is the first podcast in the month of March, because last weekend it was still February. So here we are. It is March, and it's the rockin' month of March. We have so much going on this month, and you've been hearing me talk about this for weeks and months, and this is the time. This is the moment, and this week we are going to start the rock and roll. This is this is one week when we, I think next week we don't have any rock and roll in the week after we do, um, but this is a week of rock and roll. And we're just going to go straight to Aquarius, okay? Saturn is leaving Aquarius. This is the last moments of Saturn in Aquarius, and we won't see it again for 28 years, okay? And it leaves on Tuesday. That's the day after tomorrow, which is very soon. And that would be 8.35 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning. So we are in these last less than 48 hours of... Saturn in Aquarius, which we have been dealing with since really relatively early in the pandemic. So in 2020, Saturn went into Aquarius, stayed there for a little while, stepped back out because it went retrograde. And this is what gets tricky. A planet such as Saturn or a slower planet like Saturn on out there and Jupiter too, to a certain degree, because Jupiter went into Aries last year. But what they do is they step in somewhere and they often step out, go retrograde and step out. And Saturn went back into Capricorn and joined Pluto and Jupiter loosely, not as it as in the Saturn Pluto exactitude that was January of 2020. But what happened was Saturn went to Aquarius and then stepped back in and said, I want another go round with Jupiter <laughs> and Pluto in Capricorn. And it did that and then December 21st, 2020 it went into Aquarius to stay. And it's been there ever since. Now, Saturn will go into Pisces on Tuesday and will not go back into Aquarius. It's going to leave Aquarius and be done for 28 years. So there is an underlying, uncomfortable knowledge of an ending. And we are leaving behind the last three years, which is complicated because they've been a complicated three years. Like I said, this was early in the pandemic. And so all of those moments that we've all experienced for the last three years are encompassed in Saturn and Aquarius. And this is dramatic. It's dramatic. You know, and I asked on Instagram the other day how it affected you and what you learned and what you did. And people responded. It was very good. I got some responses. But it's been a very powerful experience. You know, I'm an Aquarius, so of course I'm going to have that. For some people, it's just an average Saturn transit. <laughs> but, you know, it is a very big ending because in those moments when Saturn went into Aquarius, the world was in turmoil. And the world is not in that same place anymore. And we have to look back about what did you learn during that time? You remember what I was talking about, Jupiter-Pluto, during 2020. And you can go back and listen to my 2020 podcasts. They're all on my website. Um, and they're probably all in Spotify and Apple as well. But 
But remember what I was talking about, Jupiter-Pluto, the light on in the closet, what can you discover about yourself, what it meant to go in, go within, because we were told to go in and stay in. And Saturn was part of that. Saturn was going on to Aquarius and, and recognizing those elements right alongside us, you know. So we had to experience this three-year passage of Saturn and Aquarius. It was not ordinary. And Aquarius is not an ordinary sign. But, you know, I remember when Saturn went into Aquarius last time. See, I'm old, right? So Saturn was in Aquarius before, and it was the first World Trade Center bombing. And it was squaring Pluto at the time because Pluto was in Scorpio. So there was a there was a big dramatic experience then too. That was the first time that wasn't 9-11. But, but, you know, it doesn't mean something happens every time Saturn's in Aquarius in the world. You know, there have been times when that didn't happen. Um, and when we get into some very collective energies as they are in Aquarius, um, we start to see some collective things go on. And so the pandemic was one of them. Um, it is a good thing to do right now to look at where you've been in these last three years. How have you changed? Your life has probably changed somehow, some way, and or your life is changing. You know, I think it's, I think we're all a bit exhausted right now. Two planets are at 29 degrees, Saturn and Pluto. And that means we've got a lot of endings we're contending with. And it doesn't feel comfortable. It feels strange. It feels weird. It feels dramatic. I am definitely feeling these discomfort moments. And the Pluto transit is, you know, that's an even longer goodbye because Pluto will leave Capricorn and go into Aquarius just the way Saturn did. Back in 2020. So it's an interesting dynamic. When Saturn hit that zero degree point with Jupiter back in December of 2020 and stayed there, it was the precursor to Pluto going into Aquarius this month, later this month, the 23rd or so of March. So that's another moment of rock and roll that I mentioned. Okay, so so we've got something else going into Aquarius. Aquarius won't be empty. <laughs> Aquarius won't be very empty because Saturn's going to leave and Pluto's going to go in, albeit for a short amount of time. But, but, you know, so I expect that things that were happening around that time of Saturn going into Aquarius, those points in early 2020 and then late 2020, Pluto will dredge them up because that's what Pluto does. And that is a famous point. Okay, so now zero Aquarius is a famous point because it's where Saturn and Jupiter met. And Pluto will go over that point where they met. And I expect there to be some very interesting collective cycles that come forward from that. Aquarius is a collective sign. It's the collective unconscious. So is Pisces. These are places where big things happen. So we had big things happen during Saturn and Aquarius this time. And we get a chance to really reflect on that. And I really, really encourage you to reflect on this. I mean, whatever you didn't accomplish while Saturn was in Aquarius, you'll get to accomplish when Saturn's in Pisces. And if you feel like there are lessons and things left over from, from Saturn and Aquarius, quickly resolve them. I, I really recommend to quickly resolve them because they come back to haunt us when Saturn goes into the next sign. 
And so yesterday, I just, the energies have been up and down and up and down. And I have felt waves of different levels of consciousness, of good, of uncomfortable, of downright hard, of lots of swirling emotions and swirling energies in these last days and weeks. And it's going to continue because Pluto is not stepping into a new sign the same time Saturn is. We got another few weeks of this. So there's a lot of fresh energy coming. Yes, very good. But at the same time, whenever there are new beginnings, there are endings. And we are contending with the endings. And I really feel those endings. So yesterday was nuts. Yesterday yesterday in the middle of the... Okay, so it was Friday in the middle of the night. The lights went off here. The electric went out. And the only way I felt that was that my fans, I have two fans on me at night, they went off in the middle of the night. And it's, if it's one fan, okay, maybe it's broken. Two fans go off, your electric's out. So it immediately got very warm. And, you know, when I woke up, I had moments of, like, being, like, in and out of sleep knowing that the electric was off. I got up the next morning, of course, yesterday morning, the electric was still off. So uh, I opened my phone, and everybody, like, we have a group chat. So I'm in the middle of two group chats because of my location on my property. And so where I am, everyone's saying, oh, my God, the electricity, hope it comes back. I said, it's been off most of the night. And my phone didn't charge. <laughs> Even though I plugged in it at 10 p.m., it just didn't charge enough. And then on the other side of the property, I'm on that chat, they didn't have any water. So it was like everybody was missing something, and it was getting really haphazard and chaotic. And in true Uranian Aquarius fashion, there was one point where I was leaving for the farmer's market. It was one point. The electricity came back on. Somebody's texting. Oh, good. I'm saying good. The electric's back. Ten, literally 10 minutes later, the electricity went back off again. <laughs> and then again, another 10 minutes later, electricity came back on again. <laughs> so it was, and in between people are putting crying emojis and stuff because, because this completely <laughs> messes with your head. I mean, it's like 10 minutes, it's on. No, it's off. No, it's back on. No, it's on. <laughs> it's just, it was really, really Uranian. It was very Aquarius. So <laughs> electricity is ruled by Aquarius and Uranus. And so, you know, it was really pretty hilarious. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was funny. It was not funny to go through, but it, just watching the, the texts come through on the chat was like, oh my God. And, you know, it was really so Uranian and so dizzyingly quick and one way, the next way, one way, the next way. And it, that is such a good example of Uranus. <laughs> and, and Aquarius, you know, it was such a good, I was just like, this is just Saturn leaving. This is just nuts. Okay, just just go with it. And it came back on. It stayed on. And the water was off. And then I actually went to go charge my phone on the other side of the property in one of the empty apartments. And I couldn't because when I, just as I stepped over the bridge and got there, you know, it's a two-second walk, one of the people, my our Brazilian friend says, now we lost electricity. So then they didn't have electric, so I couldn't charge my phone over there. So it's just like throw your hands in the air and just give up. And this is the kind of energy you have to just let go. You have to surrender. And this is what 29 degrees is about, surrender. So what could I do? You know, um, I had to make do with what I had for breakfast, and then I ran out to get coffee and sit and charge my phone someplace for a few minutes before I ran out to the farmer's market. So, you know, 
this is, you, it's called surrender. And that's at 29 degrees. You surrender at 29 degrees. You just, I just can't, I can't right now. And I think this is an exhausting place we're all in. I think this is exhausting energy. I think people don't know what to do with it. I think it's very complicated and, and it's hard moving through this. No one I know is like clicking their heels together saying, Ooh, this is so much fun. It's a brand new day. Everyone feels something, something. And, um, you know, there is a lot of moving parts and deep emotions as we're in this. And, you know, even my, my mentor, she's, she's really great at living joy and bliss and stuff, but she's taking us through a course called Back to Soul, and it's very deep. She's going very deep with us into returning to ourself, returning back to our souls. And she's like, it's an intense, intense meeting. We've been, we had four days last week and then we have six more days we're going to meet. So she's, she is, you know, even though her she shows examples of joy and bliss, she is very aware of the moving emotions and she's helping us come back. Now, I have to say that I am experiencing emotions and closures from things that happened in 2008 when Pluto first went into Capricorn. So if you are reconnecting with things that happened 15 years ago, don't be surprised because this is where we are. We have to clear out all this stuff from 15 years ago. And, you know, I find that it's sort of a bookended thing. Whatever you didn't come to terms with that might have happened during the Pluto and Capricorn years that we've had, you're coming to terms with now. It's going to take another year and a half for Pluto to leave Capricorn entirely. It's going to back and forth a few times into Aquarius and Capricorn and back and forth and finally leave. But it is a momentous departure. 15 years ago, what was going on for you in 2008? Take deep note of that. Okay? Deep note of this. And... I talked about this in my masterclass. If you want to get the masterclass, get in touch with me. I have it up on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. Go to book online. You'll find the, the Pluto in Aquarius and Saturn in Pisces masterclass. I invite you to purchase it. It's, you know, we're going to talk about, I talked about everything that, you know, you experience as each of these planets goes through one of your houses. And I talk a lot about what this was and how it feels. And, and so we have to look back because we're all closing a door on stuff that happened back in 2008. And I remember 2008 because was, Pluto was leaving Sagittarius and going into Capricorn. And we had to look back at the things that happened at the beginning of Pluto going into Sagittarius, which was 1995. And there were definite things that happened in 1995 that came back to visit in 2008 when Pluto was leaving Sagittarius. So follow me. Pluto leaves a sign and we look back to the point when it entered the sign. We're looking at 2008, 2007, 2008, 2009, okay? There was this entry into Capricorn. There was a transition period. Now we're making a different transition. We're saying goodbye to the old and we are closing the door on a lot of energies and emotions that we carried with us these last 15 years. There were probably things that were very dramatic shifts in your life in 2008. I know there were in mine and I have to go back and close the door on them. And it's actually very freeing. So I highly recommend going back to that point in time and seeing what your life was like. Think about it. If you have journals, go back and look at them. Look, remember where you were in 2008 and 
it, where were you when the markets crashed? That's basically what happened, okay? But there were other things going on in your personal life and what happened in your personal life then. I can promise you there's a rich story there for you to work through at this present time. These endings always conjure up what my teacher called death anxiety. And we don't want something to end. Uh, we want to stay floating along where we've been. And this week we are facing an ending as Saturn leaves Aquarius, goes into Pisces and stays there. Now, Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. That means Saturn is going through another three-year cycle in Pisces, and it's going to then finish that up and eventually leave and finish a whole new cycle of Zodiac to start a new cycle in the Zodiac, okay? But right now we've got to focus on Pisces, which is the sign of healing, the sign of vision, the sign of deep process of meditation, of, of a deep emotional space to go into. And Saturn is introducing us to that. Saturn is not entirely happy in Pisces. It's a very structure-oriented, goal-oriented planet. Pisces is nebulous. It's, you know, it's the fog. It's the uh, soup. <laughs> it's the ocean. It's things that are nebulous. The ocean just seems to go forever. When you stand on the shore, you look out and it's this vast ocean. And imagine some structure, like a ship in the ocean. There's a structure, you know, and you experience some, some terms with structure in this ocean of life. Now, it is a collective, cosmic, deep experience of our unconscious realms, the cosmic waters of the unconscious. And it is a very um, frightening place when you don't know what you're doing. Imagine standing in the middle of the ocean. You can't stand in the middle of the ocean. Your feet don't touch the ground. There's nothing around you but water. That is not something where you can just start swimming. <laughs> you can't. You, you remain cautious, you stand on the shore or you go a little in not far over your head or whatever when you're swimming in the ocean and you don't go in when the ocean is rocky. We have rocky oceans here in, in Costa Rica. There's, you know, people surf and I've watched people surf and they do amazing jobs surfing, but it is, the surf is wild here and the ocean is wild and there are days and there are certain parts of Costa Rica you don't go in the water. They tell you not to go in because the rip currents are so bad. And so Saturn... Cautions us, cautions us against the rip currents. And so it's very important to pay attention. And Saturn here is the structure that we need to hold on to as we move through the rip currents or the, the wild seas, okay? It is important to stay grounded during this time, these next three years. So we're going to feel a definite shift on Tuesday. Now, that is not the only thing happening on Tuesday. Tuesday is the most important day of this coming week. There is a full moon on Tuesday. And we're in the sign of Pisces. So there's Pisces, where the sun is, and the moon is in Virgo, which is an earth sign. So on Tuesday, there is this very big shift in the morning. Well, it's 7.40 a.m., Eastern time, which is when the moon and the sun oppose for the full moon. And so you'll see this full moon coming these next couple days and you'll feel it 
full moons are always emotional. Um, Virgo asks us to be nurturing to ourselves, to not be critical. You have to be careful about your criticisms and your judgment. And it asks us to take care of our health. Pisces Virgo is the health axis in the zodiac, okay? We want to take care of our emotional health, Pisces, and our physical health, Virgo. And this is very important to do. So eat cleanly these next days, do things for your health, exercise, go for a walk, spend time in nature. This entry into Pisces during the full moon, I think is very profound. And we are moving into a whole other set of layers of consciousness that we are going to adapt to. And it's going to be a very interesting, very interesting ride. Because, you know, first of all, astrologers look at things. Oh, the ingress of Saturn into Pisces. We look at a chart and there's a full moon. So this is, this is setting the tone, setting the tone for this, these years of Saturn and Pisces. There's a full moon. So there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of asking us to balance the energies, the physical and the emotional, the mental, mental and physical bodies, the emotional bodies. It's asking us to look at our health. It's asking us to be very self-aware. And these are moments we really have to pay attention. I think that's that's a deep, deep, deep experience. What we're what we're headed towards, something very profound, um, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, spiritually for sure. And so, take some time for yourself. Do some do some inner work. Do some um, contemplation. It is, Pisces is always a place of contemplation, right? It's the end of the zodiac. It's the place of contemplation. It's the place where we go to sleep. We have dreams. This is deep contemplation we're being asked to do now. So sit with yourself, do this work, understand where you are, and keep moving. Keep moving. Don't get stuck. Keep moving. That's the big, big day, Tuesday. That's the big day of the week. And it's so important to pay attention to that because we are going to feel this shift. You may say, nah, I didn't feel anything, <laughs> but you will. There, you know, I could probably point out a dozen things to you in the days afterwards saying, well, this happened and that happened. And there may be things in the news that we see, you know. So meanwhile, Mercury is in Pisces. It went into Pisces the other day. So now once Saturn goes in, we are going to have four planets in Pisces. This is a lot of water. This is a lot of stuff in the unconscious realms. That would be Saturn, Mercury, the Sun, and Neptune. The Sun and Mercury will leave. They will pass their, you know, we're halfway through right now. We're exactly halfway through Pisces. And then in another 15 days, the Sun will leave and go into Aries. But it's always this ending of a big cycle because remember what I always say, Pisces is the end of winter up north. It's the end of winter, and it's the beginning of spring. It's the moment everybody wants. I can't take one more snow day. I can't take one more day without sun. It's gray and cloudy and cold. I want the sun. Give me the spring. Well, sometimes spring doesn't really show up on the equinox, but it shows up shortly after because you start to see the ground is warmer. The snow doesn't stick. The crocuses start poking their cute little heads up out of the earth, and that's the first sign of Aries. And so we're at that that point of surrender in the Zodiac where we just said, all right, fine, we'll just like get this winter over with. And moving through that, leaving 
Pisces behind moving into Aries where everything is re-energized. So Saturn, Neptune, they will stay there and Mercury and the sun will eventually leave in the next few weeks and we move into, you know, a, a feistier energy, which is important um, because we like we like that feeling of what the new day brings when the sun goes into Aries, what the equinox brings. It's such a day of celebration. So many places, so many people are like, yeah, it's the first day of spring. Yes, it's the equinox. Yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. So hang in there these next couple weeks. It's going to be dramatic. <laughs> it's going to be dramatic. I feel it. I'm sure others feel it. And we're, we're moving through this. Now, Jupiter... Here's another important thing that's going to happen this week is that Jupiter and Chiron are going to meet. And this past week we had Venus and Chiron, and I felt that too. And that was really about licking your wounds, understanding your wounds, being present for your wounds, loving yourself, Venus, despite your wounds, and forgiveness, forgiveness of self. I did a big forgiveness ritual for myself within this um, class that we're doing with Yerlin. And, you know... Venus is moving away from Chiron now. It's really this cluster in Aries, Jupiter, Chiron, Venus. And that's that's dramatic. Jupiter is Jupiter is the opening and the opportunity to look at your wounds and release them. And this once again, now everything works together. This is not separate from Saturn. It's not separate from Pluto. It's happening. There's a reason for this. This is happening and I felt this very strongly. Jupiter is allowing us to really openly look at our wounds and let them go. Forgive. Forgive ourselves. Forgive others. Jupiter is open. It's expansive. It opens your mind. When we get Jupiter to Chiron with Venus, we're in a compassionate, empathic place for ourselves and others. We have to see that. And what wounds you endured during 2008, when Pluto made this ingress into Capricorn, you can now look at and let go of. And wherever you were in 2008 and wherever things were happening for you then and what you're letting go of now, it's a deep experience. Let it go. And Jupiter is all about letting go. And you're going to feel so relieved when Jupiter and Chiron finally meet this week and you get to see something and release it and say, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. And I have to be okay with this because if my family, if my spouse, if my ex, if whoever did whatever to me, or I feel they did whatever, I have to own the experience, my part in that. You know, I'm not perfect either. And we clear out, we open up, do a ritual, write something down and burn it, light a candle, be present for yourself, do some journaling with a candle, do something momentous to let these things go. It's a big week. We have a big week here. We have this big shift and then we have Jupiter looking at Chiron and saying, you know, Jupiter and Chiron haven't met in 12 years. The last time they met, I believe it was in, uh, might have been in Aquarius. Might have been, well, my probably was in Pisces, but Pisces, Aquarius, it was around there. And this is a very, very dramatic opening and seeing and revealing and, you know, being okay. Jupiter's always okay. It, it tells you you're okay and you're going to go on. And it blesses things and forgives them and releases them for once and for all. 
And it's so important to recognize these things and just let them go for once and for all. And you know, there's a new space. Then you leave, you open up a space in your heart and in your being to release all of this stuff and new things can come in. And you know what happens when you recalibrate? After you release something like this, you're looking, you have that same muscle that used to flex when you got angry, when you got annoyed, when you got hurt. And you're like, wow, it's gone. It's not there anymore. Wow. Hey. You know, the more you heal yourself, the more you're open to love. The more you love yourself, the more you, you're going to receive. The more you rest, the more you receive. And it's important. The more you heal and let go, the greater your life is. Okay? So, so important this week. So much happening. And so much forgiveness available to us right now. And being kind to ourselves, forgiving ourselves, forgiving everyone. Because, you know, we attract circumstances for our own growth and expansion. And even if it felt bad. And, you know, I mean, I have things. Obviously, I just said I'm working through stuff. I realized that if I hadn't, if I hadn't, had those experiences, I might have stayed in those circumstances and those people with those people, mostly my family, um, <laughs> where I might have stayed in those circumstances and not advanced and expanded to the beautiful life I have now. I'm extremely grateful for my life in Costa Rica. And I might not have come here had things been okay back then, you know? If things were really smoothed over and went well and all okay, I, I, those, those moments don't happen because they propel you to the next level in your life. And this is why we surrender to divine intention. You know, we have to surrender to, and that's Pisces too. Oh my God, is that Pisces? Surrendering to divine will and divine intention. And as we leave, you know, as we leave Aquarius and we go into Pisces, Saturn will help us learn where we can surrender to divine intention. And all of this 29 degree stuff is asking us to surrender. So we're in a big theme of surrender right now. And so I might not have been happy with what happened back then, but now I can really see why it was so important for me to like leave it all behind and come here. And not that I was running away, but I found a better way. I found a better way and a deeper life and a better experience. Now, there are things here that are not perfect. Obviously, nowhere is perfect. But it's always better to grow from the experience and move on rather than stay stuck in it. And that's what all these 29-degree aspects are asking us to do. So three things in Aries, Jupiter, Chiron, Venus, lots of fire. Going to be four things in Pisces and you know, that's water, water, water. And Mars is still trotting along in Gemini. And, you know, Mars is at 21 degrees of Gemini right now. And eventually it's going to get all, um, all up in the fact that it's going to go square Neptune again for the last time. Remember all that business in October. And that'll be next week, the 14th, um, that Mars will square Neptune for the final time, the third and final time. So we'll talk about that more on next Sunday's podcast. In the meantime, if you need me and you want to process all this 29 degree stuff and you are going through some emotional things, I am here for you. I can give you a session, astrology. 
you can book online on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, and I also do Lemurian five-dimension Reiki, and that is going to help you process a lot of things too. It's an amazing, amazing system. There's that. And then there's, you know, uh, emotional clearings that I do with my New Vision holographic system, but you can pay attention to the podcast and listen to the Instagrams during the week, um, the Golden Astrologer Instagram, and all of that should get you through this process. Feel free to reach out, um, even if it's just for saying, thanks, Deb, that was, like, you're right, that's rough going. <laughs> Stay grounded. Do things that are good for yourself. This is a very deep time we're in. It's very powerful. It, there's a lot of uncertainty because when we leave one place and go to the next, whenever there's new beginnings, there's always uncertainty. Even if you move into a new house that you love, even if it's around the corner from your old house, it, it's always something new. And when we start new beginnings and we leave things behind, it's important to give ourselves the love and the care and the courtesy to move through a process of change and transformation. And on that note, love to all of you, gratitude to all of you for listening. Take care of yourself through these transformations and do some things to nurture yourself. And I'll see you next Sunday when Saturn will already be in Pisces. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.